we started the show uh, speaking to the landlords of BC, uh, and the focus was uh, essentially, uh, sorry, the Landlord Rights Association of BC, and they were basically saying that, look, uh, the the rules have changed, the pendulum has swung uh, from uh, laws that were pretty balanced pre-2017 uh, to post-2017 when they felt that the laws and rules of this province have been geared more towards tenants. Uh, and uh, that, of course, happened with the change of government. Now, I was talking to, speaking to Baldeep Jund, and uh, many folks have said, look, uh, you always have bad tenants. That's just part of being a landlord. Uh, and at times, uh, you're going to have bad tenants as well. Uh, it's just a part of doing a uh, part of uh, being a tenant as well. Uh, and apparently, a uh, lot of calls on this issue. So we're going to get to them in a few minutes, but I want to get to a poll uh, that just came out today. Uh, it was from the Angus Reid Institute, and the poll itself um, talked to BC residents. What, the Angus Reid Institute wanted to get a sense of what British Columbians were thinking and feeling as the year comes to a close. And they focused on three things in this poll. Uh, they wanted to get people's thoughts on the province's new uh, housing policy. They also wanted to talk about what are the issues that are top of mind for Canadians like healthcare, like affordability. And of course, the third part of the poll, uh, they wanted to talk to folks uh, about the pending provincial election fall of 2024 and what they were thinking and about uh, who they would vote for potentially. Joining me now is Shachi Curl, president of the Angus Reid Institute. Shachi, thank you for joining us. Hi, Jeff. Hi. Lots to talk about here as 2023 comes to a close. Let's focus on on the housing policy. Uh, the Premier was on this show uh, about a week and a half ago, and I did talk to him about the housing policies that they've introduced. And uh, on this program, he said, look, his government wants to take, quote, big swings when it comes to dealing with the housing issue. Um, and uh, certainly, a, and they certainly have when it comes to zoning, when it comes to density. What did your polls say in regards to British Columbians and how they feel about at this point on the NDP's housing policy? Well, it's interesting because uh, objectively, I think we can say that, yes, the B.C. government has made a number of announcements. Now, do do British Columbians think that those will be effective announcements or not? Things like prohibiting short-term rentals. You see a higher level of, of support around that. More than half do believe, not just support it, but believe it will be either moderately or very effective changing zoning rules, um, you know, so there's a, maybe a little bit more um, skepticism or uncertainty on that one, setting minimum building heights and density near transit. Again, that one's a little bit more divisive. But what I found uh, that was quite interesting is just the number of British Columbians who actually say that the EB government is either doing a, a very poor job, more than half say so, mm-hmm. uh, or a poor job on housing affordability. So that's 83% of British Columbians who are not impressed with, with this government's performance on the issue. Uh, part of me uh, it looks at that and says, how much of that has to do with really hating or disliking or opposing what's been announced? and more just a level of frustration uh, around lack of progress. And, of course, we know housing is a complex issue, mm-hmm. so progress isn't something that's going to come quickly. And it's clearly what we're seeing in, in these numbers and these data is that people are, are not feeling yet the benefits of whatever has been announced. And obviously they won't because, you know, uh, housing takes a while to build. Yeah, and how much of that also do you believe is maybe the public looking around going, well, if I don't trust what the NDP is doing or has done so far, 
there doesn't seem to be a viable alternative for people right now where they feel comfortable. Maybe I'm wrong here. Correct me if I'm wrong. But are people see, is there a viable alternative on the issue of housing for them at this point as voters? Uh, well, I mean, if, if when you take uh, the options in front of voters uh, as totality, so not only uh, the issues around cost of living, not only the issues around housing affordability, but also access to health care. When we ask British Columbians, okay, where where uh, do you think you would place your vote in an election next year? really important to caveat and point out that, you know, a year, as we both know, is basically a millennium in politics. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is where British Columbians are today. If an election were held today, how would you vote? Um, But where they are is despite the the warts and uncertainty and skepticism that that British Columbians uh, seem to perceive the NDP as having, um, they're still in a very comfortable electoral Space. And that's because uh, BC United has been on uh, really a year-long uh, tumble in terms of voter support. Uh, this time a year ago, they were they were as high as 34 percent in the polls, just trailing the NDP at that time by only six points. Uh, today, that gap is at 22 points between them and uh, and the BC NDP. And the fact is they're chasing the Conservative Party of B.C. by five points. So the Conservative Party of B.C., which which has, you know, not much in terms of uh, a caucus size. Uh, I don't we don't know if they'll be able to field a full roster of candidates in an election if it were held next year. There's still five points above B.C. United under Kevin Falcon, which I think is a pretty significant uh, indictment of where the former B.C. Liberals stand today. Yeah, part of it. I mean, when you look at the polling, sometimes you can actually see uh, the the drop occurring just as they announced the name change. So there's a lot of confusion, I'm sure, sure out there um, uh, uh, as well. Um, in regards to issues that are top of mind for British Columbians uh, from the start of 2023 to the end of 2023. Has much changed? Um, Not so much, no. This is a year that started with a lot of concern around cost of living and inflation. That is the issue that has dominated not only in British Columbia, but across the country, Regardless of whether you're in a rural or urban setting, it has been the story and the dominant issue for British Columbians. And again, I say people across the country, as as we've seen it in the data, um, it's rare that you see that much consensus around a top issue. Uh, But it is one of those issues that has personally hit people across the country in their wallets, in their pocketbooks. And it's, it really just sort of speaks to the basics and the necessities of life. If, if you can't afford stuff, it's mm-hmm. going to stress you out. It's got your attention. Access to health care, also uh, a perennial top issue, continues to be a little bit higher with, uh, with uh, older Canadians, those over the age of, of 45, 50, in part because, you know, uh, you start needing the doctor a little bit more at that stage in life. Um, and and it is one particularly among BC seniors that they're identifying as a major area of concern. And then, of course, housing affordability. Jazz, I feel like you and I have been talking about this issue nonstop for the last, what, dozen years. <laughs> and we're continuing to close out this year talking about this issue. Um, do you think this changes with interest rate drops? I mean, the people's mood, any mood, like if it comes down, I think the, the, the Fed, the U.S. Fed was saying there could be potentially be three interest rate cuts next year. 
do you think a lot of this, the mood that people have right now uh, and the anxiety may change just based on those interest rate cuts? It could dissipate. Uh, it could also fuel more demand uh, in, in housing, particularly in speculative or commodified housing. You know, all of a sudden it's easier to borrow. So that may help a lot of families actually try to make a decision around buying a home. But it, it also, we know, fuels the speculators and the people with a capital base who say this is a great time to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so let's see what it does in terms of actual the impacts on housing supply. There is no doubt, though, and I, I'm not an economist and I'm not a, a prognosticator about, about economic in, impacts, but we do know, um, plain and simple, that this is a time of perhaps the most heightened pain. Mm-hmm. If you're somebody who locked into a variable mortgage rate uh, sometime during the pandemic, you have seen increases to your monthly mortgage payments that are absolutely hair-raising. And more than that, they're just, they're not affordable, right? Like when we think about the trade-offs people have to make. If you are a mortgage payer, or frankly a rent payer who's paying your landlord's mortgage in part, uh, who who locked in, um, again, at, at a much lower rate, at less than 2% in the 1% range, and you're now looking at a renewal of 6 or 7%, again, that's very frightening. And it's got a lot of British Columbians over their skis, if you will, or just about to slip under the surface of the water. And so that drowning feeling, is it, it's never been higher than it is now. If we see relief, it will be relief for those who were able to hold out long enough to, to see those interest rates drop. But for those who are experiencing it now, um, you know, I don't know how much relief they'll be feeling a year from now, having been through the scars they're already experiencing at the moment. Yeah, you raise a good, very good point. Whatever interest rates do, interest rate cuts do come, um, they couldn't come fast enough. I think 45% of mortgages um, come up in uh, 2024 and 2025. So the faster those rate cuts come, the less of an impact you'll see on people. But you're right, many of the folks on variable rates um, have been feeling the pain, that's for sure. Shachi, if I don't uh, chat with you, Merry Christmas to you. And you, and Happy New Year, Jasmine, to all your uh, viewers, listeners, audiences. (laughs) There you go. (laughs)